should say. Uh, it is good to be in the house of the Lord tonight, isn't it? Uh, man, the choir was pepped up a while ago. It, yep, we ought to be the same. All right. So y'all sing out. Let's uh, enjoy this time of worship. But right now, we just want to make everybody feel welcome. So if you would, stand and go see somebody that you hadn't talked to yet and tell them that you love them. Take your hymn book and turn to hymn number 101.
tonight. So let's go ahead and sing hymn number 72. <laughs>
Leviticus chapter 16. It has been good to be in the Lord's house today. Boy, what a great, great spirit's in this place this evening. Uh, I can't think of a better way to start a group of revival services than have a soul get saved. And we got to experience that this morning. And I praise the Lord for that. And I'm looking forward to what He's going to do the rest of the week. Man, I was sitting over there just soaking it up tonight, and I am glad that we get to enjoy our salvation. I'm glad we get to enjoy our relationship with Jesus, and I'll tell you tonight, if you're here and you've never been saved, you're missing out on the time of your life. Whoever said that you can't be saved and have fun, they've never gone to promised lands, all I can tell them. Amen. And uh, and I, I'm glad that we can enjoy our fellowship, enjoy what we have in the Lord. If you're glad to be saved, say amen. amen. If you're glad to be here, say amen. amen. I encouraged you this morning to be here, and y'all answered the plea. We have a full house tonight. Thank you so much for being here. I want to encourage you to be here every night this week. Invite somebody, bring a friend, bring a family member. Let's fill this place up every night. Stand with me for the reading of God's Word. Leviticus chapter 16. Leviticus chapter 16. We'll start our reading in verse number 5. And he shall take of the congregation of the children of Israel two kids of the goats for a sin offering, and one ram for a burnt offering. And Aaron shall offer his bullock of the sin offering, which is for himself, and make an atonement for himself, and for his house. And he shall take the two goats and present them before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And Aaron shall cast lots upon the two goats, one lot for the Lord, and the other lot for the scapegoat. And Aaron shall bring the goat upon which the Lord's lot fell, and offer him for a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell to be the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to make an atonement with him and to let him go for a scapegoat into the wilderness. If you would, look over in verse 20. Over in verse 20. And when he hath made an end of reconciling the holy place and the tabernacle of the congregation and the altar, he shall bring the live goat. And Aaron shall lay both his hands upon the head of the live goat and confess over him all the iniquities of the children of Israel, and all of their transgressions, and all of their sins, putting them upon the head of the goat, and shall send him away by the hand of a fit man into the wilderness. And the goat shall bear upon him all of their iniquities unto a land not inhabited. And he shall let go the goat into the wilderness. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the reading of Your Word. Thank You for Your presence that is so real and so alive in this place tonight. Lord, I pray that we would not hinder Your Spirit. I pray we would not hinder the conviction that You have in this place. And I pray that Your will will be done tonight. Lord, I need Your help. Lord, I want to be led by Your Holy Spirit this evening. Lord, give me what I stand in need of. Lord, touch me tonight. And I pray that every word that comes out of my mouth is directed by you and you alone, Lord. Lord, I don't want to be seen, but I want your son Jesus to be seen tonight. Lord, I pray that souls will be saved. Lord, I pray the revival would continue in this place. Thank you 
for all of the love and all of the promises that you've showered upon us. And it's because of that love and those promises that we're here tonight. And we can enjoy so great salvation. Thank you, Lord, for meeting here with us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated this evening. I want to talk to you on the subject of taking away our burden. Taking away our burden. I believe we're very familiar with the word burden. Here this past week, the last few days, we have experienced many burdens. And burden is something that is carried. It is something that is oppressive or worrisome. It is something that when you begin to bear a load, to say that you are burdened down means that you are bearing a load. It means that you are carrying something around. And it's very simple and very easy the last few days, the last week, to be burdened down with the problems around us of all the tragedy of from the storm and all the things that have taken place. It's very easy to get burdened down. When you look around in the world and you turn on the news, it's very easy to become burdened down with the things of the world. I want you to know that when you raise kids and you're raising a family and you work for a living and you're paying bills and you're living life, it's easy to walk around with burdens upon your heart and your soul. I want you to know the very day that Adam and Eve fell in the Garden of Eden, that day a burden fell upon mankind. That day a burden fell upon mankind, and for all of these years, mankind has been trying to deal with their burdens. Because since from Adam in the Garden of Eden, right there at the very beginning, man has had to figure out, what am I to do with all of these burdens? You may not ever come into a lot of money. You may not ever come into a lot of fame. But one thing you will come into is you will fall into a lot of burdens. And you will have a lot of burdens fall into your life and fall into your hand. And you will have to figure out, how am I going to deal with the burdens in my life? You think about your life. You think about burdens that you've gone through, that we go through on a daily basis. And burdens can come from many different places. But think about the burden from a trial that we may may be going through. Think about burdens that come from tribulations that we face. Think about burdens that come from sickness. Boy, I tell you, it's a heavy burden when you're sick, isn't it? And you can't get feeling better. It's a heavy burden when you hear that somebody has cancer. It's a heavy burden when you go in the doctor's office and that doctor tells you that you have cancer and you have six months to live. I'll tell you what a burden sickness can bring. Think about finances or the lack thereof. How many times have you laid there at night thinking, how am I going to pay my bills? How many times have you laid there thinking, how am I going to take care of the financial situation? Well, what a burden that we face every month. What a burden we face every day with the finances. Think about broken relationships. Everywhere you look, there's broken relationships. Think about the burdens that are created because of broken relationships. Look at all the broken homes today. And friend, what a heavy burden that brings to our hearts and our souls. Think about the lack of materialistic necessities. There's nothing worse for a daddy than to think about that his children or home or family is not provided for. What a burden that it puts upon us when we're lacking those things that we stand in need of. But most of all, the greatest burden is what we talked about this morning, is the burden of sin. 
Sin brings such a heavy burden upon us. It is such a load that we carry. Even when King David was talking about that sin that we talked about this morning, but in Psalm 32, he said, For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me. My bones wax old through my roaring all the day long. He said the sin was so heavy upon him that it became a burden. I'm talking about this man was loaded down with the burden of sin. How many times have you been loaded down with the burden of trials or tribulation? Been burdened down with tribulation and things that you're going through. It's easy. It's simple. It's honest. You've been there and I've been there. And friend, if you're not there today, hold on. Because you might be there before the service is over. There are burdens that you're going to have to learn how to bear. Now... There are spiritual burdens. There are physical burdens. There are mental burdens. But I want you to think about something. Think about a physical burden. And let's take Brother Trey, and he walks in the church here in the side door, and I see him over there with a load of books, an armful of books. And I'm talking about he's loading now. And I'm telling you, he's really having trouble. And I see him through the door, and I run up, and I say, Brother Trey, let me help you. Well, if Brother Trey can't handle him, I probably can't either. But I go over there because I want to take his burden away. I want to relieve the load. And I, let's say I go over there and I get that load. And at the end of the day, Brother Trey really hadn't dealt with that burden. All he has done is transferred that burden to somebody else. And now that burden has now fallen upon me. It's still a burden that has... To, that somebody has to bear. Whether it's me or Brother Trey or anybody else, it has to be dealt with. It has to be dealt with. If I come in here and I say, Brother Trey, there's something on my mind, there's something on my heart, and there's a burden upon me, and I'll go to him and I'll say, Oh, Brother Trey, it's bothering me. And i lay it out. How many times we said it? i just got to tell somebody. How many times we've been there? i just got to tell somebody before I erupt. I've got to put it on somebody. And then I say, here it is. Well, friend, I really hadn't dealt with the problem. All I have done is transferred my burden to another man. And now it's his burden to bear. And now not only do I have to carry it, but now Brother Trey has to carry it. I want you to hold your spot right there in Leviticus and look in Numbers chapter 11. The book of Numbers chapter 11. If you're with me, say Amen. And I want you to think about the burden. What to do with our burden? What do we do with the burdens that we have in our life? What about the burdens that we face on a daily basis? Who do we go to? How do we deal with them? I want you to look in Numbers 11 and verse 10. Boy, I tell you, the nation of Israel had a lot of burdens. Man, they murmured and they complained all the time. They were burdened down. Notice verse 10. Then Moses heard the people weep throughout their families, every man in the door of his tent. And the anger of the Lord was kindled greatly. Moses also was displeased. And Moses said unto the Lord, Wherefore hast thou afflicted thy servant? Wherefore have I not found favor in thy sight, that thou layest the burden of all this people upon me? Moses was loaded down because the people of Israel was loaded down. And you know what they did with their burden? They ran to Moses and they said, Moses, here's our burden. And then Moses said, Oh God, what have you done to me? These people are complaining and they're murmuring and I can't handle it. I can't handle it. 
Because they had to go somewhere. You know where they went? They went to Moses. And Moses said, God, I cannot handle the burden of this nation. The whole entire burden of that people fell upon Moses. And Moses said, God, I can't handle this. It's too much. It's too much. Let me tell you something. The burden is too much tonight. You cannot bear it any longer. Moses said, God, I can't handle it anymore. He said, you got to take it from me. He said, I'm burdened down. I'm worried to death. I'm stressed out. Man, I'm telling you, I'm a nervous wreck. I am loaded down. And he said, God, I can't do it anymore. You think about this. The Lord raised up leaders like Moses to bear the burden of the people. He raised up kings. He raised up leaders. He raised up high priests. All of these people to come along to help bear the burden of the people. But at the end of the day, there was not one single man that could bear the burden of an individual. In fact, there's not an army of men today that can truly bear our burden and take care and truly take away our burden. But God had a plan, praise God. God had a design, and He said, I'm going to do something so that I can take care of the burden of the people. But before I put this plan into action, I'm going to draw out the picture to humanity. And I'm going to let humanity see this picture so when the burden bearer truly comes, they will see him for who he is, and they will know who he is by what he's doing. But a lot of Jews missed the boat, didn't they? And they didn't see it. But he said, I want to draw a picture. And so, in our text here in Leviticus 16, he takes Moses and he said, I want you to go to Aaron. And he begins to draw out the Day of Atonement. The sins of the nation had to be dealt with. Okay? The burden of the people had to be dealt with. The payment had to be paid. Okay? And this is what the Lord is telling him. He said, I'm going to teach you how to go about your daily business on the Day of Atonement to deal with the burden of the people. And he said, first off, you've got to cleanse yourself. He said, uh, if you'll notice there in verse 4, I believe it is, uh, in verse 3, verse 2, and verse 3, and verse 4, he tells Aaron what he is to do to cleanse himself first. And he told him, he said, take a young bullock and a ram and go in and cleanse yourself. And once you have cleansed yourself, I want you to take two goats. And these two goats I want you to bring in, and I want you to cast lots upon these goats. And one of these lots will cast upon them will be the Lord's goat, and the other one would be the scapegoat. Simply means you go and you cast lots. Let me tell you something. It wasn't any coincidence what which lot would fell upon which lamb. God would choose every lamb every time. Because God picked the lamb, not the priest. Okay? And so he said the lot would fall upon this one. And if it fell upon this one, this is the one that I require that you take for the sins of the people. And I want you to go out and I want you to sacrifice it on behalf of the people. Listen, the people had sin. There was a payment for their sin. And the payment of sin is the shedding of blood. Because there is life in the blood. And that blood is the atonement of sin. Now, he said, here you go. Take this lamb. I want you to sacrifice it. And the Bible said here that he would take the blood of this lamb and he would go to the mercy seat that we know. And he would make a sin offering. 
and He would sprinkle it upon the mercy seat. And this would be the picture of the priest coming before God and asking for the forgiveness of the sins of the people. And He would sprinkle the blood upon the mercy seat and God would accept the offering. The body of the animal would be a burnt offering. And everything of that lamb had to be completely offered and given for the sins of the people. Not anything of that lamb could be wasted. I want you to know that everything of that lamb that was sacrificed was given for the sins of the people. Nothing could be wasted. And then he said, you have that, and that will deal with the sins of the people. But here it is. God is satisfied. God forgives them. But the burden, the guilt, is still upon the minds of the Israelites. And that guilt and that burden that they felt God is still upon them. And they still have this burden. So He said, I want you to take a scapegoat. I want you to take a, a, a dead goat, but I want you to take a living goat. A goat that is alive. And I want you to take it and I want you to put your hands upon this goat and I want you to begin to pray the sins of the nation upon the head of this goat. Can you imagine how long this priest had to pray that? <laughs> Could you imagine if he had to pray and put all of our sins upon this scapegoat? He'd be there for days, wouldn't he? But the Bible said that he would take this scapegoat, he would put his hands upon this goat, and he would begin to pray. And he'd begin to pray. And he'd begin to pray. And he'd say, Oh, dear God, Oh, Lord, take this take this sin, take this sin, take that sin, take this burden. And he would lay it upon that goat. And then they'd take a man called the fit man. The fit man was a trusted man. A man that they trusted to know the way of the wilderness. And they would get the fit man and they'd say, Here's the scapegoat. And they would take that scapegoat and the fit man would lead it into the wilderness. And it is a symbol, it is a picture of God taking away the burden of the people. He has forgiven them through the goat, through the lamb that was sacrificed. But it took a living goat to take away the burden of the people. Now did that goat really cleanse their sin? No. There's never been the blood of an animal that ever satisfied the judgment and the wrath of an Almighty God. Not one time, if they've ever had faith in the blood of that animal, were their sins forgiven. Not one time when they placed it upon that animal, their burdens, and they let it out to the winter. Not one time did it take their burden away unless they truly had faith, not in that animal, but in God. It was never about that animal. It was never about the blood of that animal. It was always about Jesus. If you remember, from the foundation of the world, God said, I need a plan. And He said, what I'm going to do before I unveil this plan, I'm going to draw a picture. So when this plan is unveiled, people will see, people will recognize. And so He did this through Aaron and the priest, and He did this picture so that when Jesus came to the earth, we would know who He is. And the Bible said that when Jesus came, He came to be the sacrificial Lamb of God. 
and that He would be slain before the foundation of the world, and that He would die for the sins of the world. The Bible says in Isaiah 53, Surely He hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem Him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. The Bible said in Matthew 8:17, Himself took our infirmities and bare our sickness. 1 Peter 2:24, Who His own self bare our sins in His own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live under righteousness. Listen, by whose stripes ye are healed. The only way that our sins can be dealt with today is because Jesus went to Calvary and He paid the debt for our sins. The only way that we are forgiven today is because Jesus died upon the cross, He shed His blood, and God accepts the precious blood of Jesus as the atonement, the price of sin. That is the picture of the Lord's goat. That is the picture of the sacrificial goat. But may I tell you, a dead Savior is nobody's Savior. And friend, praise God that He died on Calvary. Praise God that He gave everything that day at Calvary. But I am so glad and so thankful that those three days and three nights He was in the tomb, that something was going on far beyond the imagination of Pilate and Herod, far beyond the imagination of the disciples. I want you to know that Jesus was defeating death, hell, and the grave. His work was not finished at Calvary. It began at Calvary. And that day, three days later, the Bible said the disciples ran down to the tomb. Where is He at? Where is He at? And friend, He wasn't there. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. He got up and He rose again the third day. Friend, a death Savior is nobody's Savior. We needed that sacrifice. We needed His death. But friend, we need Him to be alive today. And may I tell you that I don't serve a dead Savior. I serve a living Savior. He's high and He's lifted up and He's at the right hand of the throne of God. And I want you to know today that every burden that I go through, every affliction that I face, everything that I'm going through today, Jesus is still alive. And He can handle anything that I'm going through. He can handle handle anything you're going through. Why is it today that our burden can be carried away? Because He's a risen Savior. He's alive. He is right on the right hand of the throne of God. And whatever you're facing, He is big enough, He is strong enough to take away your burden. Preacher, you don't know what I'm going through. Friend, I don't know, but God knows everything. He knows everything you're carrying around. He knows how long you've been carrying it around. He knows. And he said, it's enough. He said, it's enough. The Bible said, listen, the Bible said that he told that priest to take that lamb and put his hands on it and start confessing. Let me tell you something. We need to get to Jesus tonight. And we need to pray. And we need to put our burden upon that lamb. We need to put our burden upon that scapegoat. Friend, Jesus is the scapegoat. Jesus is the sacrificial Lamb of God. Jesus is the high priest. Jesus is the fit man. <laughs> Jesus is every bit of the tabernacle and the temple and the sacrificial system. It was all about Jesus, and it's still about Jesus. It took ten animals, three priests, all of these things, and Jesus did it all in one day to take away our burden. You say, why do you preach Jesus? Because, friend, He has done what nobody else can do. <laughs> he can truly take away our burden. 
Oh, you don't know, preacher. Oh, this world has some stuff to offer me. And oh, they promised me this. And they promised me that. And they said it'd take my burden away. Friend, this world ain't got nothing but evil for you. This world, hey, if it helps you, it will only be for a short, short time. But if you go to the Lamb and you put it on the Lamb, He can take away your burden. He can take away your burden. You got an addiction? Put it on the Lamb. He can take away your burden. You got a broken relationship? Put it on the Lamb. He can take away your burden. You got financial problems? Put it on the Lamb. (laughs) He can take away your burden. What about that burden of sickness? Put it on the Lamb. Put it on the Lamb. That priest would take the lamb and he'd begin to confess. Oh, oh, here it is, here it is. Friend, we got to go to Jesus and we got to confess it. Say, Lord, here it is. Lord, here it is. Take it away. Take it away. And the Bible says that they'd take that scapegoat into the wilderness. You know what that meant? That meant that he would take all of their burdens away for them to never see again. For them to never experience again. For them to never have to go through again. I'm glad the Bible says that as far as the east is from the west, so far hath He removed our transgressions from us. You put it on Jesus and He can take it not away for a little while, not away just for a week, but He can take it away forever and ever and ever and ever. Well, if you do the ten steps to Dr. Phil, friend, God's got one step. And it's called, it's called falling upon your face and saying, Jesus, here it is. Here it is. He takes it away for us to never see, to never experience again. Now here's the old traditional story, and I'm going to close with this. The story goes like this. The fit man would be called. Hey, come, take the scapegoat. Take it into the wilderness. And this scapegoat would take away the burden of the people. And according to the story, uh, Jewish tradition, the story goes that they would set up different stations along the way. And so that that the fit man would take this goat into the wilderness. But according to tradition, there would be stations set up and the people at the stations would have red flags because at the end of the day, all of their burden and all of their guilt and all their sin was on this lamb. And they entrusted this man to take their sins and their burdens away to never be seen again. This was a great moment. This was something the entire town, the entire community, the entire nation was all about. And tradition says that this man would go off and he wouldn't be seen anymore because he'd take that goat into the wilderness. But tradition says that as he would appear back, the first person there at that station would see him. And he'd raise that red flag. And then the one at the next station would raise a red flag. And word would get back to the camp. Word would get back to the nation of Israel that the sin has been taken away. That the burden has been carried away. Word would get back and I can just imagine them sitting there in anticipation because here they've been all year burdened down. I can just imagine the anticipation, oh, the excitement. And here they are, waiting on word that their sins have been carried away. 
And the old tradition says as that red flag would start coming back, the nation of Israel would see that final red flag. And they would know that their sin and their burden had been carried away. And tradition says they would break out in celebration. And they would break out in praise and honor and glory to the King, to the Lamb that had taken away their burden and their sin. Oh, I'm glad today that I can put my burdens on Him. I'm so glad I can put my burdens on the Lamb who is Jesus Christ. Anything that I'm facing, I can put it on Him. I don't have to carry it. I don't need to carry it. He doesn't want me to carry it. He said, let me have it. And I'll take it for you. I've I've tried to handle it on my own, Brother Norman, and it don't work. What a mess that we made. And He said, all I want you to do is put it on the Lamb. Put it on the Lamb. You got a broken relationship tonight? Put it on the Lamb. You got a broken home? Put it on the Lamb. You got sickness in your home? Put it on the Lamb. Let Him take away your burden. You can sleep with peace in your mind and your heart tonight if you would just put it on the Lamb. Now, here's my issue. You know that old song, Take it to the Lord and leave it there. I don't want to leave it there. I want to pick it up. But friend, we've got to put it on the Lamb and we've got to let Him take it away from us. Do you think He can tonight? Can He take away your burden? Do you have faith that He can do that? If you're lost tonight, you have a burden and it's called sin. You're miserable and you're going to stay miserable until you let Jesus take care of your burden from you. He can wash you from your sins tonight. You can be saved right here. And I promise you, He will bring you from the bondage of sin and you will have a victory and you will have a shout in you like you ain't never seen before. If you will put it on that lamb tonight and let Him save you. Let's all stand very quiet, very reverent tonight. And as Miss Dina plays, these altars are open. Would you be willing to come and put it on the lamb? As she plays tonight, would you come if you have a public decision to make? If you have, if you need to be saved, whatever it is, every head is bowed, every eye is closed right now. Is that time. Maybe where you are, you just want to stop and put it on the lane.